When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply seen by many as a conservative alternative to other platforms. There's already Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Parler. Why the need for Getter? Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And today, today we're talking about bread. We're talking about bread in person. I'm looking at your face. I'm looking at your face. It's incredible. I've never seen your face before. This is a new experience. It's not too crummy. Did we have to start off like that? Must must we? We did. And it's actually your fault. How is this my fault? We are talking about bread, hence the bread puns, because of this Twitter poll that you showed me. Okay, just because I showed you this poll does not mean you need to make bread puns, and that is the last one I'm allowing for the show before I file for workers' comp for emotional distress. I'll make butter puns, don't worry. Oh my god. Anyway. So this poll. This poll from... At Slick Sister on Twitter, Reese. Uh, Reese tweeted, had this argument in a GC, a.k.a. group chat, but I want to know the truth. Isn't it very tacky for somebody to eat the free bread as soon as you get it? What? I, 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 I saw this poll and I was just like, tacky? <laughs> free bread? Um, the poll has... 368,744 votes, and they all voted overwhelmingly. And by overwhelmingly, I mean 97.3% voted no, it is not tacky. (laughs) Because the following tweet, Slick Sister says, you should wait five minutes before reaching for the bread. If you're that hungry, you should have had a pregame meal. And I just want to know who hurt this person. Because the point of bread is that it's on your table and that it's warm, and that you eat it while it's warm. I mean, personally, I think of the bread basket as the thing you pretend to ignore, but then slowly, tiny, nibble by nibble, consume everything in it. There's no pretending here. <laughs> the thing about the bread basket is that it actually stretches your meal. You eat a lot of the bread, and then you have more food to take home later. This is, this is the hack. This is the Cheesecake Factory hack you needed. I'm just... Hi, Mom. Thinking about, like, all the table manners that were drilled into my brain. Is it, you know, napkins and elbows and which side of your plate the cup goes on? Really, really lacking in the when to eat the bread department. (laughs) Because it's such a weird little rule of, like, you have to wait at least. Like, can you imagine being at a table, having the bread in front of you, and then waiting five minutes? Because the thing about the timing of a restaurant is that the bread's put in front of you, and then within five minutes, they're usually asking for your order. So you're not going to eat any of the bread until you already ordered what is the purpose i don't know (laughs) i do really love how big this poll got given that at sixista has about a thousand twitter followers and if you search bread restaurant on twitter you will find (laughs) like mega viral tweets i will say that slick sister did not back down at any point she later tweeted um (laughs) Okay, I get it. Y'all are tacky and proud. 
And then following tweet the next morning <laughs> is like this notes app apology. And it reads, good morning. After witnessing the outpour of responses to my question and having the ability to sleep on it, I have gained a new perspective on why the backlash was received. People cannot help being tacky. It is generational. <laughs> I know this now. I never knew an opinion on waiting five minutes to eat bread would lead to people cussing me out. But what else to expect from tacky people? The essentials weren't taught. To my 3%, thank you for writing so hard against the tackiness. We understand that restaurants are for socializing. Fast food are for eating ASAP. Which we love courage of convictions. <laughs> I think that might be enough about bread. For a hard pivot, though, away from the uh, soft, pillowy embrace of free restaurant bread, we're talking about Getter, the pro-Trump Twitter copycat that melted down in about as much time as it takes to say pro-Trump Twitter copycat. Uh, That's Getter, G-E-T-T-R, apparently short for getting together, which (laughs) Quibi would like a word. (laughs) Perhaps a quick word. A quick bite. Anyway... Gitter is part of this long lineage of heavy air quotes here, pro-free speech platforms that have kind of cropped up since Twitter decided to start occasionally enforcing its content moderation policies, mostly against my roommate. But since this has happened, there's been Gab, there's been Parler parlay they really wanted it to be parlay but it is they caved it's parlor i don't know why any body would read parlor who is not french and think indeed i shall pronounce it parlay anyway there's been rumble which that one also sounds fake yeah i was like that sounds fake but it's real and now there's gitter which also sounds fake and which launched and kind of immediately crashed and burned over the holiday weekend today we're going to take you through the short-lived rise and fall-ish of Getter. Uh, It's entirely unclear future and why these apps will absolutely keep popping up in the future. That's what's coming up after a quick break. Maybe eat some bread in the meantime. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. And we are back. If you are enjoying the show, please consider subscribing to Slate Plus, our membership program. It helps support shows like this one. It's only $1 for the first month. There are no ads on any Slate podcast. You get unlimited reading on the website, including access to every single article and advice column. You're never going to hit that paywall. And you get bonus segments on shows like Slow Burn, Political and Culture Gap Fest, Hit Parade, 
big mood, little mood, mom and dad are fighting. The list goes on. And you support specifically me and Madison. What more could you want? To subscribe, just go to slate.com slash ICYMI plus. That's slate.com slash ICYMI plus. What more they could want, Rachel, is an explanation of getter. So let's get into it. Madison, I'm going to really need you to give us the TLDR on Gitter because I I didn't really know what this was. <laughs> I'm still kind of unclear on what it is. I will give you the TLDR on G-E-T-T-R, <laughs> if you will. The tilde on Gitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Gitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a Twitter clone launched by some members of the team of one former president, Donald J. Trump. You've maybe heard of him. Who? Good answer. <laughs> um, it is, as you probably could have guessed if you know anything about Trump's relationship to Twitter, it's being billed as an anti-big tech bastion of free speech, no moderation, oh, you know, no Jack Dorsey from his infrared sauna somewhere in the... Do you know oh, this about him? Yes, He's got one of those like, yes, fancy mm-hmm, indoor saunas yes, to yes. cleanse his spirit oh, or something. He, I, I just know about his weird intermittent fasting, which is really... An eating disorder? Uh, <laughs> yes. So I, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. There was this bizarre ad for Getter posted on a video channel. It's mm-hmm. basically stock footage of people like delightfully pointing to pictures of Getter's website that have been superimposed over the stock images. Oh, I love those low-budget videos. Yeah. <laughs> but the ad promises that Getter's going to be quote-unquote gossipy and have virus truth. Wait, vi- like coronavirus <laughs> I assume so. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh, I'm so with you. We alluded to this earlier. Trump was kicked off Twitter and Facebook and mm-hmm. has been reportedly sniffing around for a new platform for some time. Is Trump on Gitter? No. <laughs> So this entire platform was built by people of his team. Sort of. He's not on Getter. Uh According to um, a person involved with the app who talked to Politico, Mm -hmm. the former president is going to make his own decision. It's certainly there and ready for him. Should he make the decision? We would welcome that. They have an account reserved for him. But no, Donald Trump is not on Getter. It's Uh just sort of trafficking on his name and general red MAGA hat spirit. All right. This is already starting off about as expected. So who is on Getter? It's being led by Trump's former spokesman, Jason Miller, which he's the reason this app started getting more attention. Uh, Politico broke the story that Jason Miller was behind this app. Uh, Its mission statement, fighting cancel culture, promoting common sense, defending free speech, challenging social media monopolies. Okay, I see you there. Uh, And creating a true marketplace of ideas. Quote, flex your First Amendment. Flex your First Amendment. <gasps> that sounds like an alternative title for a schoolhouse rock song. We love schoolhouse rock. <laughs> so posts on Getter can be up to 777 characters long, and I'm not going to lie. I googled that number to see if it was like, I don't know, hate speech. Uh, it appears not to be. Yeah, I was also, that's a wildly specific number. 777. Yeah. that Cars it, for kids. Are you, wait, are you sure? Does it mean anything? I don't think so. I kind of want to Google it. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. 777 meaning. Okay, it's not racist, but apparently it's an angel number. Blessed. Getter is blessed. <laughs> Maybe it's like a Christian thing. Perhaps. The thing about Getter, from the limited amount of time I've spent on the site, is it really does look like a low-budget Twitter ripoff. It's sort of like if you had made Twitter for your homework and your friend asked to copy it, and you're like, yeah, just change up the answers a little bit. You would get Getter. 
Uh, the platform immediately suggested that I follow Newsmax, Dinesh D'Souza, and Mike Pompeo. Ah, the three horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, Do you want to hear a little sample tweet from Jason Miller? Wait, is it a tweet? Oh, shit. Uh, a sample g- getter? A sample g- get? It just feels like it should be like at this point how Google is ubiquitous for searching something online. A tweet is a, a post. But who who's using a non-Google search engine in 2021? Do you Yahoo? I do not Yahoo. <laughs> All right. I, read me the tweet. The get. The, get. <laughs> the post. The post in question. The post. Yeah, there we go. Hydroxychloroquine works. And nobody's going to take down this post or suspend this account. Is the first part controversial? Like, I, I, I have, what? <laughs> so Getter was running in a beta mode and it launched officially on the 4th of July. Oh, God. Baby, it's a firework. Oh, my. <laughs> uh-huh. And here's where the trouble begins. Half a million people sign up. Oh, that's a lot. And immediately security and privacy researchers, tech reporters start pointing out that it's not just that Getter looks like a low-budget Twitter clone, it's that it's functionally built as a low-budget Twitter clone. So it has a lot of weaknesses and potential for privacy, exploitation, bugs. Ashkan Sultani, who's a uh, privacy researcher, technologist type, uh, points out that it's possible to see a list of all the users that a given user has muted or blocked per a Vice article. What? <laughs> fun, right? What? That is a really fun little tidbit. I would love that feat, like functionality, but that seems messy. <laughs> Hackers are immediately able to scrape the platform's API, which means it wasn't built securely. So these people were able to get a hold of emails, addresses, usernames, birthdays. A bunch of high-profile accounts on the platform get hacked, including the founder, Jason Miller. Oh. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh. The multi-shirt-wearing icon, phenom, nightmare, Steve Bannon. The other three horsemen of the apocalypse. All three of his polos stacked oh, one on top of the other. <laughs> the polos. Are... Wait, so the founder of this website also gets hacked. Gets hacked. His bio ends up reading something like, so-and-so was here, free Palestine. Okay, A, love that. <laughs> B, um, this seems me- messy. This seems not good. The platform is a mess. It is very quickly occupied by just loads of fake accounts. Uh, though our colleague uh, Aaron Mack actually tried and failed to register as Donald Trump on Getter. I love Aaron so much. I love a stunt, uh, <laughs> along with some other key Republicans and Tiffany Trump. And he was unsuccessful in those attempts. OK. The platform is squatting on those handles should those people actually want to join. And if you want to read more about that, we'll link to Aaron's piece in the show notes. So they have the functionality to prevent Aaron from signing up as Donald Trump and verifying that only Donald Trump could sign up as Donald Trump, but they didn't have the functionality to keep their founder from getting hacked? That's correct. Do you know they also didn't have the functionality for? Oh, God. Ollie Breland, a reporter at Mother Jones, said day one on the platform saw it absolutely flooded with hentai, (laughs) which uh, Google it and not at work. Uh, (laughs) Also some anime porn and um, notably... A picture of Hillary Clinton's head shopped over a naked body. I have questions. I don't think any of them are appropriate to ask at work. So keep going. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, Rachel, if I told you that I was building a totally unmoderated internet social media platform and asked you to list the things you thought would start propagating on the site... (laughs) 
You would guess anime porn. You would. Oh, that's one of the first things I would guess. I would Sonic be like, Impregs. I just, oh, why did you just remind me what an impreg was? Also, don't Google that at work. Oh, God. No, please don't. Um, yeah. That, is, again, yeah. If I mean, if you were to tell me you were going to start a no-moderation website, I would um, immediately block you in all shapes and forms of just my life. Um, the answer to your question is no. But, yeah, it's obviously going to be full of porn. But, wait, are you telling me they don't want the porn? <laughs> I think they don't want the porn. I think they were hoping for a little more discourse, a little less... If you're going to have a free speech platform, there's going to be porn on it. That's the point. The irony here is lost on no one, given that this is a platform built in response to the, you know, so-called censorship, the hyper-moderation, if you will, of traditional social media platforms like Twitter. (laughs) That's laughable, given, (laughs) like, Twitter is notoriously terrible at moderating anything. (laughs) And if it weren't, you know, maybe the experience for... People of color, women, trans people, queer people, anybody with, like, a soul. Maybe they wouldn't be violently harassed to the point that I think, if I'm not mistaken, at one point Amnesty International uh, commissioned a study that found the platform to be a violation of human rights, (laughs) which um, I do feel like my human rights are violated every single day I'm on the website. So thank you, Amnesty International. for giving me the right to say that. But that's what's so funny about these platforms cropping up is that Twitter has just started enforcing any kind of content moderation since, like, 2016, around Basically since the election. Jack Dorsey tweeted, tweeted that tweet. He tweeted that tweet. Tweeted that tweet. Uh, <laughs> he tweeted that tweet, which said something to the effect of, like, what's the next thing you want to see on Twitter? What can we build? Yeah. And everyone in his mentions was like, fix the Nazis, Jack. Yeah. yeah, get the Nazis off the website. And have the Nazis gotten off the website? Uh, I don't actually think they have. No. So platforms like Getter, Gab, Parler, they're all part of this right-wing news cycle where somebody will found a quote-unquote free speech platform, which is then flooded by just absolute (laughs) bad takes. Uh, Also hentai. Also hentai. But that's the thing. It becomes flooded to the point where no group can use it, even the group that designed it for their own use, because there is no moderation. This is ultimately kind of useful. Yeah, because then they get to go on this Fox News speaking tour talking about being silenced. They go on the tour before the app starts. And then, because of the lack of content moderation, eventually the app is usually taken off the app store for violating terms of service, promoting violence, which is against the Apple store and Google Play store's terms of service. And the app being taken off only then feeds into this I'm being silenced narrative, which is then repeated ad nauseum as the actual platform that these people are building is still functionally useless. And while we read about and learn about all of these cycles on traditional social media platforms. Are we playing into that cycle by discussing it here on ICYMI? Yes, we are. Here's some hentai.
Earlier this year, Parler was actually booted from Amazon Web Services, which is the thing that hosts it online, for advocating, as you mentioned, violence. Uh, It's back now with all of its previous content deleted. And it'll, uh, according to Parler, it will now be using AI and human moderators to watch for content that would violate its terms of service, which is you know AI. That, <laughs> that's how Facebook does it, and it works great. I was like, I was like, when has AI ever moderated any kind of content effectively? <laughs> Parler is still banned from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store, which means it has been sequestered to that far corner of the internet you're describing, where they can cry foul. Maybe it's still banned because no one knows how to pronounce it. Maybe <laughs> Apple is like... Well, everyone go watch Pirates of the Caribbean and then come back. <laughs> oh, my God. Become a right-wing radical. That's the one. Parley. 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 Down to the depths, whatever might make daughter Parley. That would be the French. Honestly, that movie informed perhaps the large portion of my sexuality. Um, keep going. I'm listening. I love a pirate. I'm. I just. I'm like Black Sails. If you watch Black Sails, hit me up. If this makes sense to the podcast. <laughs> the real thing that makes me. How many times on this podcast can I say laugh? Haha, laugh. Not funny. Haha. Uh, the thing that makes me not funny. Haha, laugh. About. Every time you say it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Maybe you're just funny. I don't know. <laughs> oh, she said it. Can I have that tape on a loop? Sorry, the tape cut out there. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> the thing that is funny, though, is that the January 6th siege of the Capitol, the yeah, January yeah. Uh-huh. 6th riots were planned in no small part on mainstream platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So the idea that people are being censored on on these mainstream platforms and desperately need some private island on which to just roam free with the my pillow guy doesn't totally uh hold water if by doesn't totally hold water you mean is just a leaky bucket in which all the water is falling out as soon as you put it in yes the other thing we're, we're circling around here is you just cannot have an unmoderated platform online in 2021 i'm sorry you simply cannot. It just doesn't work. Because the thing is, no matter how much free speech warriors kind of cry about how much they want to say whatever the fuck they want, they don't actually want anyone to be able to say what they want. They don't want a website that is just anyone is able to spam to the point of unusableness. That's a word. And so if you don't want that, you have to have some sort of moderation policy in place. There's an interesting overlap, actually, between what I imagine the folks who joined Getter in earnest and created Getter want for the platform and what many of us who use Twitter want, which is make this not suck. Make this experience not be totally terrible. Allow me to engage with people in good faith. Well, I don't. I, I'm, you're giving them a lot more credit. No, no, than no, I no, am. no. I'm not saying their ideas are in good faith. One can engage in good faith about a bad faith idea. <laughs> you and I are engaging about good faith ideas on Twitter. This is true. This is true. Perhaps not good faith, but you want to be able to have a discussion, like like just on a functional level. Yes. You want like an actual enjoyable user experience, <laughs> which requires <laughs> content moderation on some level, and yet. They don't want it and or they just want to 
create that new cycle where in which they get to scream <laughs> about the fact that they want it without actually building it. <laughs> a funny little tidbit about Getter is that it reportedly received funding from a Chinese billionaire, which just, you gotta chuckle, right? Like, the the, the pro-Trump Twitter is getting yes, <laughs> yeah, um, money from, from a Chinese billionaire. Strange bedfellows, not that strange at all. Also, um, in terms of censorship and content moderation, this is a fascinating little um, partnership. Uh, the, the, the crossover we never expected. Crossover of a generation. <laughs> the most ambitious crossover. That's, in... a, that's what I was, I was like, there's a phrase you in my head that there. I was so close. The most ambitious crossover event in history. I just, I was so excited by being able to see your face that I forgot the words I was saying. <laughs> what happened on 4th of July weekend certainly will not stop whomever is sitting in an office a basement <laughs> somewhere in a room somewhere uh building dreaming of building a uh, a new free speech platform people are going to continue to raise very real money <laughs> to sell the promise of a uh, no moderator internet idol where you can let your wildest hate-filled dreams run amok 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 i mean it's really just the story of the internet someone's always just going to build something worse over and over again and we'll be here to discuss it every single time just in case you miss it get her done What we don't want you to miss, though, is our show. So we'll be back in your feed on Wednesday. Uh, subscribe. It's the best way to make sure uh, you hear everything we're saying. You can always follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod. And you can always shoot us an email at ICYMI at slate.com. Send us a little note, a little voice memo, a little meme. A little free speech haven that you've just discovered. Not a little hentai. No hentai. Our IT, I don't think our IT supervisor would like that. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank are Slate Culture Editors. And Gabe Broth is Editorial Director of Audio. See you online. Or on Gitter. What's the Gitter version of a time? Is this still a timeline? <laughs> Probably. It's a guideline. I'm cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> but not the fucking bread puns. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice, all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. 
And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. <laughs> 